0: Welcome to Center Church. We hope you enjoyed this message, recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Wow, it's a, truly um, an honor for me to be here today. Uh, it's incredible how life goes sometimes. You know, you, uh, you start walking with God and uh, no matter how wild is your imagination, you never kind of figure out where God will bring you. And I I was now sitting here and uh, I was thinking that I'm about to speak in an opening day at the IBTI or IBTC, how is it called now. So something is massive for me uh, because it means so much, uh, the college. Uh, But then it brought my mind back when I actually arrived in the UK. You know, it was like 2007, I couldn't speak a word of English. Uh, literally couldn't speak a word. So uh, my, my sister, she was a bit better than me, oh, she was good in English, so she, she wrote me a few sentences on a piece of paper. So when you go to the train station, you need to buy the train ticket from the airport, you know, to, to Burgess Hill. So, of course, Burgess Hill was Burgess Hill for me because I was Italian. <laughs> we don't have the age. Burgess Hill, you know, like. So I went there at the train station with my little piece of paper trying to explain myself. Another important word that I knew was coffee because, of course, for Italian, uh, for an Italian, you know, coffee is something important. So, I said, I'm gonna go for a coffee because I had to wait some, I had some time to wait at the airport, so I went to Costa. Um, so in, in Italy you go for a coffee, can I have a coffee, and a coffee comes in a tiny <laughs> cup, a nice espresso, and that's what coffee is, but you know, I thought that must be something easy, just ask coffee uh, and I will figure out something. But actually I was panicked because the lady who was in the till replied to me, and she said regular or large, and I was like regular or large, what does it even mean, you know? Goes, okay, I said well, regular. And then she presented me with these, you know, these buckets, you know, the typical (laughs) (laughs) from from Costa. And I was, goodness me, they want to kill me here because, for me, coffee is something very strong. And if you drink uh, like a massive mug of espresso, you end up pretty sure, you know, you end up at the hospital. So I I thought, okay, that's a good welcoming. Someone wants to kill me. And I I tried to, I I started to drink it. I was like, okay, he's actually, you know, he's not so strong as I, I thought. And then from there, you know, God has done wonderful things in my life. And I, I came uh, at the IBTI, and um, it was an English course for the first few months, and uh, one month before. And I remember it was very, very difficult for me. And, uh, but God had a plan for my life. And this is always, you know, what actually whenever I feel a bit in panic, because something maybe is not actually going the way how... I'm thinking it should go, or imagine that it should be going. You know, I always remember God as a purpose for my life, God as a plan. And sometimes it's very difficult to figure out what that plan is. So I started to study the college. I met Anna, uh, who is now my wife there. Uh, She was coming from Germany. You know, I was coming from Italy. We met there, we done two years course, we got married. God has given us two wonderful uh, kids, Um, and we are still here in this country. And now we are looking after a church in uh, Suffolk, Norfolk, Suffolk. Is, we're actually right on the edge between the two counties. Um, different accent. And now I actually, I, c- I came in this country, I couldn't speak English. Now I start even to, to pay attention to the different accents that within the UK. So it's like, when I came here, it's like, OK, this is a different accent. I need to tune up my, you know, my brain to understand what they're saying to me, because there they speak something, you know not English, but with a very different accent. <laughs> So it's, it was yeah very good. So it's very good for me to be here. It is an uh, honor for me uh, to be here, and um, I hope that you know what I'm going to share this morning will be uh, a great um, uh, help for you in the church, but as well for you students uh, for this uh, year academic year that is waiting uh, for you. Uh, you know, is when I was asked to uh, to speak at the opening day of the IBTC like. Because usually, you know, we, I remember we used to start in September, it was like, no, actually we're starting, they're starting in January, so that's the beginning of the year. So it's like actually, you know, there is something that we can speak there, because whenever, you know, we, the beginning of the year comes, you know, we, uh, we Christians, we like to focus ourselves, you know, uh, on God, and I'm happy that, you know, Lisa, kind of, she already mentioned some of the things that uh, I want to say this morning that you know that the college is there for your students to help you focusing on God and the planet God God for your life, but really for all of us Christians, whenever uh, the months of January come, you know we look ahead and we say, okay, I want to focus myself, and maybe there are different things in our life that are important to us. We are speaking exactly about these same things, also in the church. You know, in these months of January, the importance of focusing on God. So we look at the year ahead. And maybe you're thinking, I want to do better with with my wife, with my husband, with my children, with my uh, work colleagues, you know, we've got different goals in life, but I think it's important for us to understand that the first, the most important thing, you need to focus on God, because if you focus on God, you know, He will help you as well. Uh, to focus yourself in the, all the other important things in your life, because God is interested in you, is interested in your children, your family, your wife, in your husband, in your colleague, in your car- colleagues, in your career, whatever important things is there in your life. God is very interested in these things. He wants you to su- succeed because He has good plans for your life. You know, because we are His children as well as we sang this morning. So if we learn to focus ourselves on God then all the other things will you know he will you know point at our, uh, to point as what is important as well to focus our life and and um, and when we you know when we look we speak about refocusing you know there are different aspects of refocusing our life um, uh, on god uh, but I think one important aspect is that in order for us to uh, keep a pace with what God wants to do in our life sometimes it's about leaving certain things behind and embracing what God wants to do new in our life because God is a God that he likes to renew things He likes to change things to transform things and and and, and if we are not ready to uh, to give up to maybe some of our habits some of our um, elements that are there part of our comfort zone we really we will not manage to keep a pace with God because you know, so, you know, God is about renewing, starting things afresh. And when we focus ourselves on God, if we want really this year to be a year in which we as Christians, we, follow, we focus on God, we need to learn that you know we need to leave some things behind because God wants to uh, to change things and, and and if you go in the bible you will see plenty of examples you know even our lord jesus christ he was a revolutionary man you know he came in, into the picture of the world and he said i'm going to change everything here so he came he started to speak to the people of israel that for centuries they were used uh, to live their relationship with god based on on uh, a system that was you know full of you know sacrifices and rules and regulations and here and there, you know, and Jesus said suddenly, say, look, you know, we this is me here now, and I'm gonna change everything. There is grace, there's church, you know. So he brought a massive revolution, a massive change, you know, into uh into what was the uh, worship of God at that time. And and some of the people understood, you know, he is the Messiah, he wants to change things. I'm ready uh, to follow him, and they become uh, his disciples, they become the then the people who formed uh, the, the church. Other people didn't understand that, they were used to. Um, what their life had been for, you know, for the past centuries, their habits, their uh, cultural things that were kind of keeping them you know, in that place, and they were not ready to understand what Jesus was doing, and they missed out in one of the, you know, uh, most important uh, um, moments of of history. And then we we look at, you know, the the history of the early church, same thing. Uh, There was this uh, bit of a conflict between the, among the, in the church, you know, among Christians, but those who were Jewish, you know, coming from a Jewish background, and those who were Gentiles, they were, like, discussing the church. Some of them, at one point, wanted to reintroduce some of the rules and regulations, So no, you know, your Paul had to oppose that very strongly. God is doing something new. Jesus is doing something new. You know, we need to, you know, there is no any more time for all these things. So again, you see reflected in the early church, God was changing. He was shifting things. He was changing the the rule of the game in a sense. And again, there were people who understood what he was doing and they allowed God to um, transform and to change and renew their lives. Other people didn't, and they lost their focus on what God was doing at that time. And, and that's why it's important you know, for us. When we say, God, I want to be focused on you, it's important for us to, you know, to be ready to change, to allow God to change our life, to renew our life, because perhaps He wants to bring us in a place that we have never imagined before. And unless you are, you're ready to embrace what God wants to do in your life, then otherwise you'll miss of, of, of what he wants to do with you. And, uh, you know, um, I want to read something in the Bible, because when you, especially when we look at the, um, at the early church and what God was doing, you know, God put the right people into place in order to fulfill, you know, the plan that he had for the church. And one of these people was, was Saul, that then became the Apostle Paul. Yeah? Uh, so Saul was... Um, uh, you know, we know him now because for the Apostle Paul, yeah, we know we remember him for the good things. Uh, he wrote a lot of the Bible. He contributed a lot in the, in writing the New Testament. Uh, perhaps after Luke is the one that uh, contributed the most. Um, and um, but he was not always like that. There was a time, you know, in his life. And if you're, you know, if you've been around church or uh, for a while, probably you know his story, where he was a man that was actually persecuting the church. He, uh, he had to go to a major shift you know uh, in his life in order to uh, be transformed from a persecutor to an apostle and this uh, shift happened when he uh, had an encounter with Christ in the in the way uh, to Damascus he was going to Damascus because he, he heard of some Christian he wanted to, to catch them and, and you know put them in prison uh, but you know God had a, had a plan for his life he said you know what I'm going to have an encounter with you I'm going I'm to show you what I want to do with your life. And I want to read from there. So he had this encounter with Christ, and the encounter with Christ was so powerful that we know the story, he became blind. He couldn't see anymore. Uh, so he had to be carried into uh, Damascus by his companion uh, because he couldn't walk any longer, because he couldn't see. So I'm going to read from there. Acts 9, chapter 9, verses 10 to 19. Uh, this is the moment where uh, you know he was um, going to Damascus. He had lost his sight. And, um, and God was already prepared. There, Ananias was a, a, a godly man um, who was there to explain, to meet Paul, and to, and to um, uh, and just to, to talk to him, and to have, have this, you know, to help him to move these first steps within the church. So here, uh, so here in uh, the, there in Damascus, referring was a follower of Jesus in Damascus named Ananias. Uh, In a vision the Lord said to him, Ananias, Ananias answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called called Straight Street. Find the house of Judas and ask for a man named Saul from the city of Tarsus. He is there now praying. He has seen a vision in which a man named Ananias came and laid his hands on him so that he could see again. But Ananias answered, Lord, many people have told me about this man. They told me about the uh, the many bad things he did to your holy people in Jerusalem. Now he has come here to Damascus. The leading priests have given him the power to arrest all the people who trust in you. But the Lord Jesus said to Ananias, Go, I have chosen Saul for an important work. I, I want him to tell other nations, their rulers and the people of Israel about me. I will show him all that he must suffer for me. So Ananias left and went to the house of Judas. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Saul, my brother, the Lord Jesus sent me. He is the one you saw on the road when you came here. He sent me so that you can see again and also be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something that looked like like a fish scales fell off Saul's eyes. He was able to see then he got up and he was baptized. After he ate, he began to feel strong again. So this is the story, the encounter of this um, uh, man, Ananias, with, with, with Paul, Saul, or Apostle Paul. And, and there are two things I want to um, uh, just to say very quickly. Think first about Ananias. He was a man who was ready to change, you know, and to shift his thinking. God said, "You know, go to Saul. Oh, you're sending me to Saul, the Saul that goes around, you know, it goes, you know, kills all the Christians, arrests them. You're sending him me to him because you want to heal him, because you want to do something in your life. God, are you sure? For sure, you're doing something wrong here, right? Did he did he, did he say that? No, he said there was a bit of confusion, but okay, you know, I don't know what you're going to do here, but you know, if you tell me, I'm going." So there is a man already that was ready to shift his mind. He was ready to be renewed. He was ready to be transformed, to leave something that he knew very well, because he knew Saul for his fame, to be a killer and a persecut- uh, someone who was persecuting the church. And he, he moved immediately in a place where, okay, God, you're telling me to do something that I don't understand. But because I trust you, I'm going to go for it. A man who was ready to change, Ananias, and then also when he met him, he's like, dear brother, It's like, well, what approach? I would have probably gone there and said, first check. Maybe, does he have any, not gun, he didn't have gun, but does he have any sword, any, is he trying to trick me? Maybe I would have looked from the window first to see what he was doing. Is he really blind? You know, I would have probably be very cautious and, hello? You know, but he went there and said, brother, I'm here for you. He just moved on what God had sent him to do. He shifted like that. Like, yes, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, be, uh, to embrace what new you're doing in my life. And then it was Saul, this man who was, in, the Bible says, who was chosen for an important work. And uh, this is a, a, a very interesting thing, because, you know, uh, as I said, you know, Paul became, you know, the apostle to the Gentiles, mainly. Yeah? He was speaking as well to the Jewish people but his mission. Like, also, we read reading Galatians, was like to reach out to the Gentiles. And now, this is was again, it shows that uh, Paul was a man that he was ready to change things in his life. Because, you see, Paul was reaching out to the Gentiles, but he himself was a Jew. Uh, he was not just a Jew, but he was a very known jew He knew the law very well. The Bible speaks that he grew up at the feet of Gamaliel, who was the, the top teacher of Jewish law at that time. Yeah, so he, to know, to, for him to go and reach out to the Gentiles, was not, you know, something easy, you know. Maybe, you know, if you, if you think about God, God calling a Gentile to reach out to the Gentile, that's easier. But he was actually a Hebrew man, a Pharisee, who got saved. And he was immediately, he was ready to leave behind all these structural, um, you know, complex that probably he had in his mind of laws and, you know, we cannot mix with them, they are unclean and all these things. He said, yes, you know, God, you've got something for me. I am, you know, you've chosen me for an important work. I'm ready to go for it. So Saul, Paul was another person who was ready to embrace what God was doing new at that time in history. So Paul, because he had an soul, he had an encounter with Christ, he became a new vessel, a new uh, container that was ready to receive what God was doing new in his life. You see, we need, in order to receive what God wants to do new, we need, uh, we need first to create space in our life. You know, we need to create an empty, an empty space that is ready to receive what God wants to do. And, and that's exactly what Saul, he, when he got saved, he became this new vessel that was ready to contain what God was about to do at that point in history. And you see, he was ready to change, to be transformed. Because when you think about God, God is not about replacing people. He's not in the business of replacing things. God is in the business of transforming. God is in the business of changing. God is in the business of, you are this, I'm going to transform you, and you're going to become this. He's not going to dispose of you. And that's why, for example, in Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test to, uh, to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasant, and perfect will. So, believe it or not, you, sitting down in this room, students, but as well, member of Center Church, you have been chosen by God for an important work. Amen. And, 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 and how, how can that be? Like you may think now, what do you mean? I mean, chosen for an important work? What, what, that, what is that work? Whatever you are right now. That's the important work that God has given for you. Sometimes we, we think as Christians that the important work is to go and speak here and to go and speak there, to go as a missionary there, to do you know to do miracles and signs. You know, these is the important things. But actually, for God is wherever you are, He has something important for you to do there. Everything is important in the in God's kingdom. There is not something that is more important than the other. All things are important. Sometimes even when I speak to a person, your word can, can change the life of a person. So God wants to do something important, but you need to be ready to be transformed and to be changed, to be uh, tuned up with God, to understand what God wants to do with your life. And this is interesting, what we read in... Um, In Romans, because it says, I I urge you, brothers and sisters, you know, to offer your body as a a living sacrifice. So there is this concept of, if I offer my body as a living sacrifice, then I actually, uh, I'm open to be transformed and renewed. Because these these things, verses 1 and 2, are put together. So how is that possible? You know, it's like, you know, it's an interesting connection that we can think about there. Because you see, to be renewed and transformed is not something that, you know, yes, God does in your life. But you need to be willing to do that. It's something that is under your control. And that's why you know Paul was saying be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So he didn't say that Paul doesn't say the Lord will transform you. The Lord will do this. He said, be transformed. He said, be. It means like, okay, there is something here that if I understand, I actually I can be transformed. I can allow God to change my life. And, and what we need to understand is to live our life as a living sacrifice. It simply means like you, Lord, you, God, are Lord over my life. You know, so if you want to change something around me, I'm ready to welcome it. If you want to shift something around me, I'm ready to do that. And you know, and you will be ready to, to sacrifice your habits, to, uh, to leave behind the things that, you know, maybe are not good for you or things that, you know, it's time for you to let go, you know, only... You know, when you're ready to live your life as a sacrifice, because you're saying, I'm sacrificing myself. I'm leaving these things behind. And I I want to be ready to be transformed by you, to be renewed by you. So to be transformed and to be renewed by God is something that we can do intentionally. You know, our journey of faith with God is full of intentional Mm moments where God is looking, okay, what do you want to do? The Bible, you know, is, is, there are so many promises. It said, if you do this, you will be blessed. If you listen to me, you will be. You know, these conditional promises, you know, intentional things. So otherwise, we'll be like fatalists. Like, oh, whatever, God, my life is here. You're working in me. Whatever comes. That's not what Christian life is all about. Christian life is like, I'm going to show you where you've got to go. And you've got to make a decision. Intentional moments. Look, these things are not good for you. Leave it behind. It's your decision to do it or not to do it. You know, it's full of moments where God will ask you to collaborate with Him, like to use your, your, your mind to actually say, yes, I want to take that decision, I want to sacrifice this in order to, be, to, em- to embrace what, uh, what you want to do new. And I want to uh, say something to the students. It's like, um, look at this year ahead of you, like a year that God wants to transform your life. It's not about just gaining knowledge, but it's about God transforming your life, changing your life. You know, when I came in England, um, I, I and to study at the college, I I remember. Well, at that time, now it's a bit different. You know, my my church was a bit conservative, so they said, "Oh, you go in England, you will see a lot of the things." You know, they were like a bit of whoop whoop, <laughs> like be careful. Like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. I went to Bible college, you know. Um, so my, my idea was just gonna go there, learn something more about God. I love God, and uh, you know, and then you know, see what God has for me. Uh, and I remember while I was waiting at the airport for my train to come, I've done a bit of uh, which uh, I don't advise anybody to do—a bit of Bible lottery. You know, when you open your Bible, yeah, God speak to me. Za! Take a verse out of context, and and uh, uh, so it's like. Uh, and the, 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 the verse that I opened, of course, completely out of context and, and everything, it was 2 Timothy 3, 1, 14. It says, But as for, as for you, continue in what you have learned and have, and have become convinced of, because you know those uh, from, wh- from whom you learn it. And I was like, yes, Lord, that's you telling me that He's I, 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 not about new things. You know, I'm convinced. Just I want to learn something, but, you know, I need to, to stay put, to stay there where I am. You know, and I was like, yeah. Thank you for speaking to me, God. And I was so, you know, puffed up. And um, uh, little did I know that actually the greatest work that God has done in my life, while I was studying at the IBTI, is the transformation that he brought me through. Because, you see, unless your life is transformed by God, then you will will miss on what he wants to do. God, you know, the society is moving. God is... He intends to do things, you know, within a world that is ever-changing. And and He wants to move you sometime or to repurpose your life in different things. And unless you are ready to keep a pace, unless you are like an Ananias or Saul, yes, you know, I'm ready to be transformed. You know, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to go for it. Unless you are in that place, you will miss a lot of what God wants to do in your life. So be ready to let go, to sacrifice, you know, um, you know things that you, you may think are dear to you. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm convinced, I'm, I'm sure, really. Learning is about questioning a lot, you know, and uh, you know, Paul himself, he was saying, what was it? Um, he said, be like a Berean, you know, they don't just listen, they go and check in the scriptures what I say to them. So it's like, uh, it's good to question, it's good to, uh, to go deeper in the Word of God. So it's like we need to be, uh, you know, God wants to renew your life. You know, it's, although we live in a world that has a culture of, like a disposable culture, uh, we like to dispose of things because everything has become so cheap to produce, right? So we, um, we are used to dispose of, of, ev- of everything. And unfortunately, this disposable uh, culture sometimes reflects also... In, in, in the people, so it's not anymore about objects that we dispose of, but very quickly we dispose of people. And you see a lot of marriages and are ending up, and you know, part, um, husband and wife disposing of each other. Sometimes you see parents disposing of the children. Um, literally, you know, you know, um, some someone that we met where we are now, um, he, he's he's not in the church. It was a, you know a young man who was we trying to witness to, and and he had a child, and 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 he said, you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to let him go, you know, and he gave it to social services because he said, you know, um, basically, you know, I, I live on my own, I want to live my life. He's like, oh, you're giving up your child. They were not taking away the child from him. He actually willing, he said, look, taking because I cannot bear with that. It's like, it's like I couldn't understand that. He's your, he's your son there you're speaking about. How can you just dispose of him so quickly? And, and and this is you know sometimes we, we bring this into our Christian faith and we think that if we fail in something, God wants to dispose of us. God wants to I'm going to replace you. You know what? I'm going to replace you. But God, it's not about replacing. God is about transforming and changing. And praise God for that. He transformed the mind of you know Ananias. He was ready to embrace what God was wanted to do. Um, Knew he transformed the mind of, of, of Saul and Paul, and then so many other things in the Bible. People were completely uh, turned around by by God. And as well, Jesus himself, this is the last scriptures I want to read for today. Am I still in time? You know, am, I, am I over it? Yeah, just the last scripture, then I close, okay? Uh, so, Jesus, chapter 2, in uh, Mark chapter 2, verses 18 to 21. I'm just going to read verse 21, okay? Um, so, we're going to. Uh, a bit quicker. So in verse 21 and 22, it says, No one uh, sews uh, uh, a patch of unstrung cloth on an old garment, otherwise the new piece will pull away from the old, from the old making the tear, the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the, and the wineskins wine will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new uh, wineskins. And and I want to just, you know, uh, to close here. And I want to say to the students, you know, you're looking uh, at this year ahead, God, I want to be that new wineskin. I want to receive some fresh wine. I want to receive whatever new you want to do in my life. And to do that would require sacrifice, to leave behind maybe some of your convictions, your Things that maybe you give for granted or that you think is just the way they are. Just, you know, I'm not saying to dispose of everything because we're not about disposing, but just, you know, to be fresh in your mind. Say, Lord, I'm ready to receive whatever you want to do in my, in my life. But as well for all of us here, if you feel like your faith has hit a bit a shallow spot, it's like, oh, you know, you're not excited anymore about God. And you remember the days when you were in love and in fire for the Lord, and you're wondering where is, this, where is all of this has gone? Perhaps it's because it's time for you to create some new room in your life, to create some new wine skins so that you can welcome you know, whatever God wants to do new in your life. And as well for you, like for the students, everything passes from sacrifices. Paul says, live your life as a living sacrifice, be transformed, be renewed. These things are linked together. We need to sacrifice in order to experience something new in God. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at at infocenterchurch.uk or check out our website at www.centerchurch.uk.